Welcome to the Red Carpet Cafe with your hosts, Eric Root and Bree Prout. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to WKR Bree, the home of all Bree all the time. It is the <laughs> station for those that absolutely love The Bachelor and Bachelorette and also Hardcore Polka. But first, weather on the ones with traffic. First, let's go to Bree. Bree, what is the weather like outside right now? It is an excruciating 62 degrees in the Midwest. That's fascinating. So in the meantime, <laughs> traffic, traffic is a mess. It doesn't matter where you live. Just try to avoid it. And now back to our regular scheduled program. You're listening to WKR Bree. I don't know what got into me today. How you doing today, Bree? You okay? <laughs> <Get in there. laughs> do, you, do you need time? Uh, I'm it, good. I'm ready. Is it hashtag too soon? You know, actually, if you listen to that intro we just did, um, that, if you play it backwards, it basically says that uh, you should eat more Kit Kat and cheddar popcorn. I'm pretty sure it's subliminal. It's weird. You'll never but, believe what okay. I purchased today. Kit Kat and cheddar popcorn? No. Oh, that's weird. The Q Lime <laughs> Kit Kat, because I haven't had it before. I've had yeah. every flavor, but I haven't had that. I probably don't need the wafer inside. I can just eat the chocolate that tastes like key lime, and I'd be satisfied. But it was very good. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. In the meantime, though, I am having some Major Melon Mountain Dew. Find it at all major stores right now. It's weird, though. I got to tell you, and it's that's not even that's not even a plug. I wish we were getting paid for these advertisements. But Major Melon is weird. It, it says right on the bottle, it says, do charged with watermelon. But I don't think it does it justice. It's like, it's like Mountain Dew went out on a drinking binge on a Friday night and it jumped on Tinder and it swiped and it found a watermelon patch and be like, hey, oh, how's it going? And it went out and it had like just Children? a crazy... <laughs> crazy night in the watermelon patch and then like at the end doing the 3 a.m. walk of shame and like hey you gonna call me later no probably not because you know your butt's green watermelon get out of my face and then nine months later they had a baby and it would have been this wow that's the only way I could describe it because it's like um yeah I don't know that I would buy another bottle of this again, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) I I had high hopes. I mean, watermelon soda-ish with some Mountain Dew slapping around like a hate crime. I mean, kind (sighs) of. Yeah, it's not bad until you get to the aftertaste. But anyways, (laughs) as we get back to... We are available to do voiceovers. If you guys need that or advertisements, please feel free to reach out to us at info at bkrpn.com. And uh, you are listening to the Red Carpet Cafe, not WKRB. Sorry, you don't get to take over completely. Darn. I'm your host, Eric Root, and... I am your co-host, Bree Prout. 
I don't know if I consider you a co-host. I think we're like hosts that equally get paid nothing. So that pretty much makes us equal, which is pretty amazing. And I am your equal. That's absolutely correct. Bree Prout. Very, very nice. That's well played. So, uh, yeah, if we played back that uh, advertisement there, it would mean probably nothing. So don't try it. Um, otherwise, uh, speaking of backwards, let's talk about the movie Tenet. So officially, the movie Tenet came out in the smack dab heart of the pandemic. That is which, correct. Which meant that it didn't do as well as it probably would have done had it been in the theaters regularly. It had all the makings for a blockbuster film. And I'm sure it did make some money because it did become available after a while for early pre-order. Mm-hmm. Um, but the film itself... The generic label on it to try and get people hooked is that it's about a secret agent that's given a single word as his weapon and sent to prevent the onset of World War III. He must travel through time and bend the laws of nature in order to be successful in his mission. Directed by Christopher Nolan. I think it was written by Christopher Nolan, too. That's a very good question. Um, as of right now... It has made money. Uh, $200 million was the budget. And it has, Shoo, as, as of now, cleared $363.7 million. And I'm not exactly a mathematician, but uh, $363.7 is more than $200 million. And I don't want to hear about any of your Common Core math crap because... It's basic subtraction. Uh, don't tell me how you got there, that you had to, you know, take 367 and divide right it away. by nothing and then travel to the state of New Jersey and then determine whether or not pi is greater than your face. No, I don't care. The numbers speak for themselves. So it did very well. I enjoyed this movie. I've seen it three times. And part of it is that the first time I watched it, I was not able to pick up on all the little nuances. There's so much detail in this film that to watch it only one time, it doesn't do it justice. Now, if you can't handle the whole concept of, I don't get it, there's time travel and people moving inverted and bullets that travel back from the wall into the gun. Like, if you can't handle that concept, I understand. Feel free. Step away from the vehicle. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. But if you can handle it, and you can suspend belief, it is quite amazing to see how much detail was put into the film. Because by the time I saw the third time, I started realizing all the stuff I had missed the first two times and said, wow, this is right on the money. For continuity purposes, it's a home run. Now, that's my generic. <laughs> Thank you. I'm that was my day. crowd screaming. I don't know what it really <laughs> sounds like to a listener. That's right. <clears throat> Cubbies win. Cubbies win. Oh, sorry. Um, otherwise, I that's my generic kind of yes about this whole film. What did you think? 
expert, now that I've dominated the first, what, 20 minutes of this conversation. It's all good. I have a lot of notes. So I'm going to start this off by explaining my, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? My exposure to Tenet. Um, <laughs> it took you 20 tries to watch it once. Yeah, I had a rough go around. Um, but before I even explain that, I will say ultimately this movie is mostly a yes for me. So when I first heard about Tenet, um, written by Christopher Nolan, directed by Christopher Nolan, this backwards idea, I immediately thought Memento, which is in my top ten favorite movies. And this isn't like that at all. This is completely different, completely different. So the first time I was able to watch this, I was actually on a plane flying home from seeing some family and um, I fell asleep. (laughs) I fell asleep (laughs) because I had to pay attention so much Mm -hmm. and all, which is usually not a difficult thing for me with a movie, but I was flying where I always sleep. And so that I don't get sick, I always take two Dramamine, which also makes me fall asleep. So it it was a losing battle. Well, that and they give you the complimentary pack of chips or cookies, and right there you've got snacks in your system. It was goldfish that day. You're, oh, okay. All right. Snacks and are then, limited during yeah. and you're laying times in, right now. <laughs> you're laying in a chair. Mm-mm, uh, mm-mm. I do not put my seat back. One, one eighth rude. of an inch, so that's the most comfortable, non-comfortable nope. position in the world. No? Okay, nope. fair enough. Nope. I, I refuse to put my seat back because it's already so scrunched. That I would get, I, you know, I don't, I don't hate the person in front of me when they lean back, but I have some disdain for them for sure. Okay. Anyway, my second exposure to Tenet was flying again, um, to my destination and the same thing happened. <laughs> so flying home, I thought, okay, I'm going to give this a go one more time. And I fast forwarded to where I knew I had left off. <laughs> Which was kind of a mistake because there's so much that you have, like, I mean, right from the get-go, you're exposed to things. And I got decently far, and then I fell asleep again. So, flying back to that destination, I thought, you know what, I'm I'm not doing it. I'm not going to watch this movie. I am, clearly, it's just not meant to be. And then flying home, I was like, all right, I got to do it. I have to watch this movie. Like, I've been wanting to see this movie. I have to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. And I finished it. Then I got home, and suddenly HBO Max has it available so I can watch it from the comfort of my own home. And so I've seen it. I mean, if you count all of these chunks and tries, I've probably seen it about five times. So... I have a lot of a lot of notes of just things that I've been thinking about every time I watch this. So bear with me and totally like jump in because I'd love to hear your thoughts because my thoughts are all over this place. <laughs> Fair enough. So, and now we watch now we watch <laughs> Bree in her natural habitat. Let me watch carefully. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> so I think um one important thing to note is the use of the word tenant and that is used, um, I mean, when you think tenant, I immediately think of, like, a tenant of a building, 
being a resident, but it's not. It's the idea of like a principle or a belief. And that's what this whole movie is based upon. And that belief comes in all different packages throughout the movie. Um, because there are, there's Neil, there's the protagonist, there's Kat, there's, um, her husband. Oh gosh, what's his name? Help me out. He's the you're main. Of, yeah, you're, you're talking about Andre. Yes, Andre. Right. Played they, by the yeah. impeccable Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, they are all operating on different principles and beliefs throughout the whole movie. And that's what really, like, even further gets the brain going. Right. I think an important thing to know as you are watching this movie or rewatching this movie is red versus blue. So kind of like the Matrix. Are you going to take the red pill or the blue pill? When you watch Tenet, you take both, sometimes at the same time. They do not make purple. They are still very clear red and blue. Red is their present and blue is the future. And I love... To clarify, when you say the future, what that means is is that the people wearing the blue stripes during the invasion, mm-hmm. those are people that are, quote, inverted. That means mm-hmm. that they are traveling from a future point in time backwards, and they are meeting in the middle. And when they speak, the people in the present makes it sound like they might be speaking a foreign language, but it's just that they're speaking backwards. backwards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, like, when you're shooting a gun in the present, the bullet goes forward, but an inverted gun is not shooting the bullet. It's mm-hmm. catching the bullet because the bullet had already been shot, and so the gun is traveling backwards in time. It's a mind-blower. Yes, we understand for the one <laughs> listener that we have, <laughs> maybe one and a half, um, that, yes, it's a bit confusing, but it makes you think, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And, like, this could happen. Yeah. If in this film, I'm not saying real life. I don't believe it. If you travel backwards, because yeah, yeah. Lord knows you don't want to listen to this podcast going backwards. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Um, and and that was my note too. Blue is the future, but they move backwards because they aren't here yet. And they it always it's based on your perception. So, but with the red and blue, before I talk about perception, the red and blue. The thing that I appreciate most about the execution of this movie is the use of the colors. So you, despite the oxygen masks, um, you know, because there are times where the oxygen mask, I can't speak, good Lord, the oxygen masks are not visible um, until that gets revealed to us, right? They're, they're usually wearing something totally covering their face, but until... Um, until it gets revealed to us, we don't really understand why. But you and, can always see no, the but red. The reason, the reason being, just so the listener knows, anyone who's inverted traveling backwards has to wear some kind of oxygen device because their lungs wouldn't be able to handle traveling backwards in time. So, mm-hmm. so the oxygen helps them be able to breathe and stay uh, in stasis as they're traveling backwards. Go ahead. Yeah, Um But you can always see, like, once you know what's red and what's blue, you can always see red and blue to allow your mind to differentiate between the two as everything is happening. So I really appreciated that, and I thought that that was a nice way to make it a little bit easier for the viewer to fully understand what's going on. Um, The writing. (laughs) I was kind of disappointed. I felt... Up until you 
kind of towards the beginning, we learn about inversion. And inversion, they even say, don't think about it because you're not going to understand it. You just have to accept it for what it is. And what's so frustrating is that as as us, as the viewers, as the audience, learning with the protagonist about inversion, this thing that defines the whole movie and what defines, like, what the protagonist is trying to um, prevent is explained to us and the protagonist in, I probably shouldn't even just say the protagonist, he is protagonist. Right, he doesn't um, have an official character name, mm-hmm. and he even refers to himself as I am the protagonist. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing we know him by, yeah. the lead character. Yeah, anytime anyone tries to ask him his name, he like evades the question flawlessly. You know, this is Eric Root with Red Carpet Cafe. The one thing I've noticed lately is gas prices are getting out of control. And I look for any way that I can to try and save as much money as I can, especially since I drive a lot for work or having to pick up my kid from the daycare. And if you also are interested in saving money on your gas, you should consider getting the Get Upside app. It's available on Android and Apple. And Get Upside will allow you to search your local area to see which gas stations are offering a rebate off of their regularly priced gas prices. If you use my referral code, you can also save yourself some extra money right now while also saving money on gas since everybody needs it if you drive a car. The referral code is V as in Victor, M as in Mary, Z as in Zebra, 4, C as in Charlie. That's V-M-Z-4-C. And get upside today. Save yourself a few bucks. And you can end up taking that savings and rolling it into either a gift card or cashing it out directly through PayPal back into your own account. I've been using it for well over a year thanks to my friend Devin, and I haven't regretted it since. So get upside today. The protagonist. Well, while you're thinking of that, I I have to say that it's oh, I incredible this. how they how they pulled it off because we learn quickly in the film that you know people are lucky if they aren't hit by an inverted bullet because the inverted bullet is traveling backwards back into the gun mm-hmm. and if you get hit by it it's going to do way more damage than being shot with the actual bullet to begin with going mm-hmm. forward unless you can become inverted Right, and so you would see scenes where they would look at the walls and be like, oh, look at that, those are bullet holes, and then you start to see the smoke kind of swelter around it, and they'd be like, get away from that. Mm-hmm. Because you, at some point soon, that bullet's going to come traveling back into whatever gun it was shot in, you don't want to be in its way. Yeah, so I remember I was going to say, um, the whole movie is based on this concept and this understanding, and we learn with protagonists, about inversion and what it is and what it could mean in less than five minutes. There's hardly any time spent on that and the explanation of it. And I feel like, um, I feel like that was an opportunity missed. I feel like there should have been a little bit more because even up to that point, 
in reflection, I'm kind of like, yeah, I understand exactly why I fell asleep. I was in an environment that was like ready to knock me out to begin with. And now like I'm trying to use my brain to understand this, but at the same time, it's not really engaging me. Once he meets Neil and, um, and learns about, um, from, from Priya about, um, her man and who he needs to see. And then it becomes Andre. Once that action starts happening, really once he meets Kat, who is Andre's wife, Mm -hmm. things start happening. So up until that point, and I mean, this movie is two and a half hours long. Right. And I think that that might've been part of my problem. If you're trying to add a lot more dialogue, you start pushing that three, three hour meter. Yeah. So, so we're getting into the movie. It's about an hour and you're not, I'm not sucked in yet. Like, I want to know. I want to understand. And I want to see where this is going to go. But so it was just very, like, the writing was just very lackluster. Um, the protagonist and his, um, his kind of, like, his demeanor. He he doesn't need to say a lot. He doesn't want to say a lot. Um, and, and I kind of feel like... That was an opportunity missed, too, because there just could have been so much more explanation. Um, One thing to know about the protagonist is that he always is set out to do the right thing. He doesn't shoot when he can. He tends to just knock people out Um, when he meets Kay and learns like her struggles and what she's going through. Even though he's still on the path to do anything to get his job done, he still wants to help her. And he gives her that gun. He saves her. Um. Yeah, so I I don't know. It, it's so hard because when I finished this movie, I was like, "Wow, that was so good." Mm-hmm. Um, again, we kind of talked about Memento a little bit and like that actually playing backwards. Um, well, let me let me interject here. So there were some details in that this film that I thought uh, were well thought out so there was a point where they come across and they take control of um now i forget what they call those devices the device where you go walk into it's present the inverter yeah i guess that that must be what it is so they come across the inverter at the airport Airport, where you walk in if you walk into this inverter and then basically it kind of runs through this process and then it kicks you out on the other side. Mm-hmm. But now you're running as an inverted person backwards. Mm-hmm. But there's more than one of them. So yep. when they, they find one of them and they're talking about, well, we can, can just go ahead and, you know, go back to the past and try it again. And they said, yeah, but, you know, seven days ago, you wouldn't have known that this was even here. So that doesn't work. But... There was also a moment where they mentioned that the inverter, the bullets, the guns, all came from someone in the future, mm-hmm. but they didn't even know who that was. Yep. So someone was clearly pulling the strings from further down the road in history mm-hmm. or in the future. And the whole point of this movie is that Andre, played by Kenneth Branagh, is hell-bent on wanting to cause World War III. So how mm-hmm. does he do it? He wants to do it by using this inversion and trying to get 
whatever information and things that he wants done so that when if he were to die he has his little pacemaker thing that we learn is set so that it would basically instigate code launches all across the globe and wipe out mankind mhm and so the protagonist is trying to prevent that from happening mhm but also trying to assist others in the meantime of trying to figure out how all of these things were going to take place. So without going too far into detail for those that want to see this film. Oh, it's been out long enough. No, 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 but I, I don't want <laughs> to spoil the film directly. I mean, I think we've already given away enough of it in case people were already going to have problems. But it, it, it still kind of took me that third try to watch the film to figure out mm-hmm. who the players were, like, who helped the protagonist in the beginning. Wasn't made clear until the very end. Mm-hmm. But then other things that take place, you, you know, like someone like, saves someone saves the day and then all of a sudden realizes, oh, crap, I technically have to sacrifice myself inverted wise in order to make this even be a thing and i mean it's just crazy how intertwined this particular Mm -hmm. film was it really really was so you um you hit a lot of topics that i have typed up for myself i apologize my like mind is moving so quickly (laughs) and and i'm trying to read all of these notes that i made too so i'm a little bit slow on the gun today um they won an Oscar, Best Visual Effects. Not a surprise. Not No, not in the slightest. And I had mentioned that when we did our surprise Oscar episode, because at that point, I had finally seen the movie. Um, and, and, I'll, and I will repeat what I believe I have already said, and is that I, I completely agree on those visuals. The, the choreography of those fight sequ- sequences is just, it's stellar, and it's so exciting to watch. Um the plane when it's driving through the car lot and just kind of taking everything out, leading to that big explosion and gas release. So cool. So cool. Um, it just, I, more than anything, just those fight sequences when it's a person we would consider red or present against a person who we'd consider blue or future, um, that those sequences are just, ah, it's really cool. And some um, of the best cinematics I had seen and just how they were able to pull it off where mm-hmm. things are happening in real time, but then the attack is also happening inverted from the future to the past. So, you know, it's it's there were moments where you're just like, how are they pulling this off? How are they blowing up that building twice? But it was still cool how they did it. Yeah. If you There's, remember seeing that one scene that I'm talking about where with the, the present people were being attacked, mm-hmm. they have to take out the building. They do, but the inverted people are coming in, the building's inverting itself, and, and then they blow it up again. It's just, it was really cool to see that done. Yeah. Um, there was a moment in the middle of the movie, kind of as he was meeting Kay, where I thought that maybe Neil, who's played by um, Robert Pattinson, 
was very attractive. <laughs> um, I I thought that he was an imaginary friend. Oh, I wasn't sure if he was real, if he was really there. Oh, interesting. That yeah. does bring kind of a new concept, but I mean, uh, long story short, he is a real person. Yes. I mean, we right. learn that, or was he? No. <laughs> ah, shoot. Right. <laughs> Let's not dive down that rabbit hole today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there was a lot of. I'm gonna sound hypocritical here, and I'm okay with that. I'm owning it. Um, because when we have previously talked about other series or sagas, such as Star Wars, um, I love the comic relief because I feel like it's necessary. Uh, going back to the writing and the script, um, there are a lot, a lot of moments of comic relief in this movie and I feel like they go um, unappreciated because they just shouldn't have been there. Okay. That being said, probably one of my favorite parts as far as dialogue goes is when he first meets Kay, um, who I guess I've been, we've been saying who everyone is. Where's Kay? I'm on IMDb right now. Sure. Um. Debicki, Elizabeth Debicki. I'm not familiar with her as much as an actress. Um, and the protagonist is John David Washington, which I'll talk about him in a second. Also extremely attractive. Um, anyway, so he's when he's meeting Kay and they're talking about this painting, this this fake painting um, right. with her husband and his purchase and his control over her. Mm-hmm. Um and he just frivol- frivolously spent $9 million on this painting. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and, and so protagonist believes then that there's more to it than, than what meets the eye because it's $9 million. And she says something along the lines of, you know, it's less than, than what we just spent on our vacation. And he says, where'd you go, Mars? <laughs> Right, exactly. And, and and that, as many times as I've watched it, I laugh every single time. But there are so many other moments with that, like, comic relief thrown in there where I'm like, yeah. But that one right. gets me every time. I think it's hilarious. That's hands down my favorite line in the whole movie. Um, another note about the character of protagonist is that I noticed when we're in present time or red, He's really slow to fight the first time around. And okay. then the backward sequences and seeing it again, totally awesome. So right. it's like it's your and, and, and even though you've already seen it, you don't know what to expect. And there's one in particular when they return to the airport right. into the inverters. Mm-hmm. And there's a very specific fight sequence that happened the first time they were there mm-hmm. and it happens again the second time that they're there and as cool as I thought it was the first time seeing it because you've got people like flipping over backwards kind of like I, to me that's like signature Christopher Nolan like I think about in <laughs> um, a dark night with like cars flipping backwards or flipping yeah. forwards like in ways that you wouldn't ever see any other 
um, director attempt. And that's what I was thinking as they're like, all of a sudden, like, it's not even a backflip when they're like flipping because of that, like that inversion. Right. So cool. So when you're seeing it a second time and you already think you know what you're expecting and going to see, it's nothing like it, but it's the exact same thing. You're right. It's, the, so it's cool. the same fight. You're just seeing it from two perspectives. Mm-hmm. You, first time you see the fight, you see it in real time, but protagonist is fighting someone who's inverted mm-hmm. and with them being inverted, he's trying to anticipate what they're doing, but mm-hmm. he, he's having challenges because everything they're doing is opposite of what normal fighting would be like. Yeah. And then you see on the flip side, when you see the fight taking place and um, it's happening from the inverted perspective, you, you see them fighting like you would normally, but still, you know, trying to, uh, trying to wrestle with the fact that, you know, this person is moving in the opposite form of time as you are. It is it is extremely trippy, but very very um, mm-hmm. cool how they they edited that film and then reused the footage, probably just running it backwards, mm-hmm. you know, uh, at a different time rate. Yeah, and I definitely think it's at a different pace too um, mm-hmm. when we see the sequence the second time. Right. Right. Um. In the beginning, because of, again, what I feel to be the writing and kind of like this slow move into the movie, um, I'm, I'm not sold on protagonist and his, his character, who he is, what his tenant is, haha. Um, <laughs> but then by the end, like by the time I like have finished the movie and I see everything as a whole, of of both red and blue um i really 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 like his dgas attitude right and he walks around with such a calm demeanor and i just i love it i absolutely love it and so protagonist is played by um john david washington which those of you who don't know but should know um denzel washington is his father um, and I feel like in this movie, there are moments where I kind of see his dad a little bit and kind of like this, like that badass, like attitude of like not caring. Uh, but at the same time, having seen him in so many other things, like I can see this like road that he's paving for himself to create his own persona And I can really appreciate that. And I want that for him so badly because no one wants to be compared to someone else, especially in your craft. And then especially, you know, a parent. So I I understand that completely. But I like sometimes like that, that sarcasm, not so much in the lines, but in the way that it's delivered that he brings. He kind of has this like signature, like speaking out of the side of his mouth type of thing and his voice gets a little bit lower anytime he's like being sarcastic about something and I I, I get excited I because I, I recognize that um, he was in uh, he played Ron Stallsworth in Black Klansman and that's that was my first true true introduction to um, John David Washington and his abilities and uh, side note i really want to see malcolm and marie 
So <laughs> maybe you guys will be hearing us talk about that sometime soon too. Um, but those are mostly my takeaways from the movie. Um, okay. I have some wrap ups, but before I wrap up, I want to make sure you're there too. No, that's cool. I was going to ask you, um, before I'll, 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 uh, I'll give you the last word on the wrap up. So, um, what would you rate this film on a scale of one to 10 inverted bullets? How many mm. inverted bullets would you give this film? Oh man. <sighs> There, there truly is so much that makes this movie really good, but that first hour and that dialogue, um, you know, the, the idea, the overall plot, I can't like. It's so amazing. I, I, okay. I don't, I don't have words, but the script and the dialogue just is not on the same level. Um, So because of that, I'm going to have to give it 7.6 inverted bullets. Okay. So I'm going to give this film, based on how much I enjoyed watching it all three times and how much detail I found each consecutive time after the initial one that uh, reinforced the fact that it was interwoven almost perfectly for me. I'm going to give it 10 inverted bullets. Wait. Nine and a half. Nine. Eight and a half. Are they coming back to you right now? Eight. I'm going <laughs> to give it eight. I'm going to give it eight. Okay. okay. It, it wasn't a perfect film because even afterwards I had to go, all right, it's two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. It was very entertaining. Uh, I appreciate it because I've said once, I've said it a million times, I like original film. I like that it wasn't a reboot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my, an my original last, idea through and through. Yeah. My last thought that I was going to add, and then I'll give you the final word on adding there. Um, Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. Whether you like him or don't like him, I gotta tell you, this guy is quite the thespian. There are moments in the film where you look and how he's contorted his face, and he doesn't look like Kenneth Branagh. He looks like some kind of Russian or Ukrainian mafioso, and it's scary. But then there are other moments where he's smiling at his wife, and you're like, there he is, there's Kenneth. But he's such a good actor and methodical. Uh, I really appreciated his performance in this film. Uh, what did you want to add? Um, I kind of said it with my rating um, overall with the movie. I With such a cool concept and something that really requires a lot of thought and attention um i would have liked to see more in the dialogue itself i touched based on earlier too with like the sarcastic comments and dry humor which are two of my favorite things it really took away the impact of the movie for me um but ultimately that's why i could never write a script for an action movie (laughs) but it's great i I would not 
tell, I would never tell someone to not watch this movie. I think that it is, you know, if you're willing to put in the time and the thought, because it does require a lot of both, get out there and see it. Or get HBO Max, because it's on there. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent point. One, you could even say that that was your tenant. Ooh! <laughs> goosebumps! Ooh-hoo! Exactly. Uh, you've been listening to the Red Carpet Cafe. Once again, my name is Eric Root. And I am Bree Prout. We thank you for tuning in. And remember that the Red Carpet Cafe is a member of the Be Kind Rewind Podcast Network. For more information, you can find us on the web at bkrpn.com. episode of the red carpet cafe you know they're trying to pick whether or not they're going to repurpose programs or Mm -hmm. put them in the games so they say we're gonna put you in the games all right so they shove them into this this area and then the you know all i can describe them as is fembots come uh rolling out and then they uh, basically cut his clothes off of him, and I'm like, where are they going with this? He says, they're, 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 they're like sirens, and he's like, uh, I have zippers, or the, they're called zippers or something. Right, like so they cut his clothes off of him and strap on the uh, padding that turns into the uh, you know game gear that you need, mm-hmm. give an identity disc, and you know, then of course there's that moment where... You know, hot fembot goes by the name of Jem, the blonde that yeah, looks yeah. at him as just like you're, you're special, right? Sure, it's like Tinder special or something. Yeah.